gotta start putting that in our tag. Hey everybody, welcome to Underpowered, which is actually an ASMR podcast. You never need to do it. Okay, you hit the record. You hit the I record did. button. Are we doing this thing? Yeah. Welcome to the Underpowered Podcast. This is a gaming podcast where we are very busy, but still we find time to game. And this is the end of 2022. My name is Shelby Stokes. We have Casey Cool. Yo. Eric Scott. What's up? And Philip Karen on the cast today. Hello, and I have a pickle if you want one. <laughs> Dude, did you bring a road pickle to this podcast? I don't know. Someone gave, a me, someone gave me a Christmas pickle. Everyone so. has a travel pickle. They did. And it also, I also brought with me uh, whatever one of these weird meat, meat sausages was. I don't know. You can have that as well. So here you go. got a meat sausage in the don't, pickle. What, don't what else are you curious Don't come on. I'm so I'm noticing don't the theme with these What else is in the gift bag? I mean, I don't know. Some Santa Claus socks that says Rebel Without a Clause. Oh, that's that's kind of cute. And some bacon spread. Let's see. I just happened to have this on my desk while we were talking. Well, here's some Nutella. Okay. There's someone that got me some Nutella. Okay. I hope she watches this podcast too. Uh, here's some bacon spread. Ooh. I want you so to dip you the pickle in the bacon spread or get real wild and do it. In the I, I mean, I will do it, just not right this second. It's okay. just like, it's a lot of salt, man. It's, it's a lot of salt. Pickle and Nutella, they go hand in hand for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's <laughs> all I have. Well, welcome in, everyone. That's right. Um, so we're going to go over our favorite games of 2022. It's the mm -hmm. end of 2022. It is December. And um, we're getting a little bit introspective talking yeah, about our favorite people, games. So what we're going to do is we're going to come up with uh, five of our favorite games, yep, right? Yep. And they're games we played this year. They're not released in 2022. Well, some of them may be. But... I mean, some of them are definitely not. I think, here's the thing. We, one, we never all play the same game. If we do, it's a multiplayer game and it's something else. And we all have different tastes. And that's why people come to talk to us because we like to converse on that. But every once in a while, we'll try a gem from the other person. So it's not important for us to say this was the best game. And we're not the people to do that. We actually just want to celebrate games with anybody listening. Right? Yeah, and, and if you're and oh. if you're listening to this podcast, essentially what we're gonna do is we're gonna chop this up into different multiple episodes, right? Mm -hmm. right this podcast is multiple episodes. This is part one. Part one. Game five. Of Uno. of five parts, and we're mm -hmm. gonna count down our top favorite games one at a time, mm -hmm. and then we're also gonna cover top gaming soundtrack, biggest game news story. Um, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. We're gonna cover the wish list of 2023 and our best gaming moment throughout this series. So uh, strap in, we're gonna have some fun. Grab your pickles, grab your meat sticks. If you have any bacon jelly, please bring two. Yes. If, no, well, if not, I gotcha. <laughs> I think the, the man with the bacon jelly is gonna start us off with game number five for him, the his fifth most loved game. This okay, year. so game number five for me, a couple sentences about it, uh, is going to be Lego Star Wars, the oh. Skywalker saga. Because here's the thing. Uh, I know that that game has a bunch of glitches in the game. There, there was a lot of people that complained oh. that there were glitches in the game. But it feels like every game that comes out now has a ton of glitches in it uh, because games are ever more complex. But this is the first time that Lego has tried to do an open world game. Uh, not only can you play through all nine episodes, but the end game content, which is something that many games struggle with, um, is abundant. There's the unlockables, the skins, the side quest missions, the fact that you can do a free play, you can run and you need certain characters and you need to use them in different worlds to get you to different places. Um, there's an insane amount of in-game content. So that for me would be my game number five for this year. Good choice. 
Nice. I like Good that. Choice. And it feels like they really revolutionized what the Lego game is, right? Like prior to this, it seems like they were doing them in a very similar way. This feels like it evolves the format. Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, I, that's why that's why they get a little bit of um, a like a break from the criticism because they were trying an open world concept. And, you know, they build out little pockets on every planet. They have a galaxy map, right, that shows every planet in the Star Wars universe. You can unlock those planets in free play after you complete wherever the respective uh, story mission from the main nine episodes. Um, and yeah, you can go visit them. And then once you're there, you need to use certain characters that have certain symbols within the level to unlock certain doors, to get past certain things. There are boss fights, there's things to explore. So this is a very different um, approach. They still have the linear approach. The game is very forgiving uh, on when you die, right? Nothing really happens. And that's super big for kids. Um, for those of us that do have kids, right? Getting super frustrated when they play games, uh, especially platformers or games where there's a lot of jumping. Uh, this game has a very low threshold uh, for death. So they can just keep trying over and over again and it Love just that. progress with the story. Uh, so thumbs up from me. Perfect little one game, it sounds yes, like. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. I'm after the little ones on that. You sure? Yeah. But then you're going down a dark path. You're going down that Star Wars path, and there's no turning back. Towards the dark side. I mean, if they're cool, right? Uh, sure, yeah. I mean, someone just texted me, like, BBV, like, before the Battle of Vevin or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. So I need to get my Star Wars game on point. Yeah. Yeah, that, I that could probably lead what you B, just said. BBV can lead to some weird things in your Google search history, it sounds like to me. Things that I, I think we get flagged at work. Um, we called it 10 BBY before the Battle of Yavin. Mm. <laughs> okay, nerd. Yes. Speaking of nerds, Eric, what was your number five game this year? My my number five game was Triangle Strategy. Oh, and nice. I I had a I, I had very high expectations for Triangle Strategy as as it, it's it is it is an homage to one of my favorite games of all time, Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm -hmm. It is a uh, I don't know how you how you how do you classify it? Uh, it's it's a speed turn uh, board uh, sort of uh, like tile based strategy ta tactical strategy game um, that is very deep with um, you know individual character customization. Uh, well, not not so much customization, but individual character building, um, stat building, gear building. Um, you know, heavy, it's, it's a heavy grinding game, type of game that I really like. Um, and it's a game that you have to play through multiple times in order to actually get the full story, the full picture of the game, unlock all the characters. Um, and it, it's something I personally value in a game is the ability to, when that game is over, man, I just want to keep going. And you know what, the, with, with the new game feature, and the ability to, you know, legitimately take your story down a completely different path with your next playthrough, and really experience that, you know, that that other story arc, and and with, with but you get to maintain all the progress you kept. It's just, it's it's a great game. Um, yeah. As as I mentioned, it was compared heavily to to Final Fantasy Tactics, yeah. a game that I loved. Uh, Me too. That was a big thing yeah. of our friendship as a kid. And it was. And I'm going to say, in terms of combat, in terms of battling, in terms of just every, every single scenery. aspect. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm specifically talking about the battling and the combat. Oh. It does everything better. 
it you know the you know the the movement and action you know being you know being combined together into the one turn as opposed to Final Fantasy Tactics where you act you move you can't do them both together you can't really yeah you know you, it's it it just improves on that in every in every aspect of it so it, triangle yeah. strategy was is is my number five that's a good baton pass I get we will be talking about that game later. Uh, maybe sooner than expected. You never know. I, I have some thoughts as well. I'm so glad though, because Eric's gotten this free love of video games and things change, and that was a big one for us. And it, it 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 was like a good like home cooked meal. That was a good way to it, put it. I feel it was. Yeah, it was yeah. a very refreshing game to play. Um. Yeah. I. You know, what was really refreshing though for me, and it's the game I played the most on the toilet this year. Being refreshed. Uh, my number five game is. Marvel Snap. Marvel Snap. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It, so, like, I, to, so I don't know if you guys played Hearthstone, but yes. the creator creator of this game, Disney went out and got two former, uh, the director Ben Brode and executive producer Hamilton Chu from Hearthstone, and said, hey, here's this great property, but we want something quick. Like, it, it, they knew it's such a fast paced game. I was telling someone earlier, longest game I played, maybe three minutes really respects your time. Shelby and I have always talked about games, respecting your time and it's free to play. You can earn your decks. You can, you, you, even if you don't have great cards, you can make something that's playable and beat the other people. And I'm just waiting for the friends list. So when you can start battling your friends and the random bases, the RNG that creates no games, the same, you're like, Oh, I've seen this base before, but I'm using this deck and then there's these other two bases. I've never seen this combo. And they added more bases. They keep adding them. They added one that's like a, a, a labyrinth and it makes you lose a point. They made one where it's like, there's a turn seven now. You're like, oh no, another round. And I, I really enjoyed playing it. And I hope eventually I can play other people that are my friends because I think that'd be really fun. It's great. Great phone game. Great game. Um Gonna and it really does a good it. job onboarding its players. I felt like you know yeah. it really it really felt like it wasn't so intimidating that you couldn't get through it, you know. And and it's so well balanced that you can take some of those higher point cards, you can take those lower point cards, and really play without penalty. It feels like yeah. the ramp to kind of get you into the competitive scene. I thought was really well done. Yeah, me too. I it's just fun. And then everybody has like a cool build. And I, we had a, like a discourse in our comment section. Someone was talking like, you like Quicksilver cards? Like, yeah, I do. You free card every first turn, guaranteed move. Okay. And he's like, well, that, there's better card. I'm like, I know, but if I can't make a move, I'd rather always make a move than not. He's like, well, I'd rather wait till turn three. And I was like, you'd rather play half the game, not playing a card? Okay. Cool story, guy. <laughs> like, when he's telling me that, like, I want you to read that out loud. That's know? funny because I checked out a fact and one of their things was like, get rid of Quicksilver. Like, that was like the first bullet in their suggested things mm -hmm. to do. So. I was like, Okay. There you go. There yeah. you go. It's like good yeah. for you, guy. Whoever would have thought that um, a phone game would be in your top five? I think phone game. The thing was, we used to kind of clown on it, but phone games are games. Kids play like a ton of their games. Uh, cloud gaming's going to phones. Your phone is a device, and if you make something good, like I played Pokemon Go for seven years now, or however long, five. Yeah, five years. That's not six. And I bought stuff, and I was like, I used to pay them that, but I those developers earned my money. Like as is, I played it more than any other game in my life. Well, you know? your favorite game comes later in the series. Calm yes. Down true. 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 Go. Right. But yeah. uh, mobile <laughs> games get some respect. They get in the top five this year. 
for me. Come along. Wow. Come along. Very nice. Very nice. Um, In terms of my number five game of the year that I enjoyed, I have the Forgotten City on this list. Um, This is a game that I played kind of when Phil and I were doing the podcast. And essentially what it is, it's a reskin of Skyrim. And what it is, it's like oh, a, it was right. built in a mod community, and it's a loot-based game. And Sean it's just, told us about this, didn't he? Yeah, it's it's such a brilliantly assembled game. And I think the reason I enjoyed it so much is, first of all, it's a loop game. So anytime you're looping, I'm like, okay, I'm interested. But there's no combat in this game whatsoever, like none. And really, the only weapon or way to advance the story is through knowledge within the game. So as you're going through, you're kind of pushing in different directions, you're investigating mysteries. And with each factoid that you bring back through the loop one more time, you end up being able to circumvent certain parts of the game and get at the end game a little bit more efficiently. Um, There doesn't really seem to be a lot of gating. You know, in these kind of games, sometimes you can go in your first run, it's impossible to get through it. I think this is one that would allow you to get through with like three loops, you know, grab a key on one loop, do something else, the second loop or whatever the case may be. And the turn at the end of this game was narratively like impressive for a game that is built on the Skyrim engine of old to come out and really make me think about game design and characters and philosophy in this manner, I was just very impressed all the way through. So The Forgotten City, if you haven't played it, please do. I think it's on Switch at this point. Um, it was on Game Pass. I don't know if it currently is or not, but I so don't believe it's a, it's a mod big either. Sorry, I interrupt you. No, it, it is not a mod. It is now a standalone package. It okay. began as a mod. Crazy. Love it. It's just kind of like how a lot of great games do that. Counter-Strike. Half-Life, right, with that, and then uh, Dota with World yeah, of Warcraft. I mean, League of Legends. League of Legends, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I love that, and I love that the modding community, again, we I'm a big fan of anybody that mods, because I wish I could do that. <laughs> I was like, oh, how do you, what kind of wizard are you, sir? How did you make this magical thing move? <laughs> Yeah, and you know, like I'm constantly looking for games that like are an experience, right? That are pushing the medium forward. Yeah. And it was just very impressive to see this game being built on an old engine continue to like push the game design forward. Um, so that that really kind of, I think it's something special that they put together here. So I'm I'm pretty happy with it. And that include that concludes the fifth most ranked games in our day one. We're now going to transition over to. The gaming soundtrack, or should we have a guest come in first? Maybe we should have the guest come in. Always get the guest in. Get the guest in. Wait, okay. Uh, rock paper scissors. No, your call. Your call, Captain. Your call. Let's uh, let's let's go into the yeah. Let's do it. So here is our guests list. This is the lists from turn by turn. Powered podcast listeners, my name is Daniel, and I'm the host of the Turn by Turn and Game Dev Hideout podcasts. I was on the Turn and Burn episode of Underpowered and was asked by the guys to share my top five games for the year. So, to get right to it, my number five pick is Pokemon Legends Arceus. And while I think it was a pretty strange game, I did have a lot of fun exploring the open world and kind of seeing how they Pokemon's take on an open world. My number four was Triangle Strategy, which I love for all the SRPG hijinks and mechanics. Um, There were times where the heavy decision-making made me super confused about what to do, but overall, great game. My number three was Mario Kart 8, which is something I 
finally picked up after it's been out forever and I had a lot of fun playing and now my girlfriend and I play almost all the time. My number two is Dragon Quest V, which I, it was my first Dragon Quest game and I really enjoyed the different mechanics to go with it. And my number one game, which is probably a game not too many people are familiar with, is Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth, which is sort of um, Digimon's like mixing take of like Dragon Quest in like a Pokemon game. So definitely recommend that one. Uh, hope everybody had a good year of gaming as well, and excited to see what all will come out in 2023. Bye, everybody. Great list. Great list. I mean, just top shelf. Just yeah. top shelf. They're funny know. guys. I'm glad they're doing good stuff. Uh, I love they've started a new podcast where they just interview indie, de uh, indie developers. And I, I'm, I'm glad they're doing well. And they're nice guys. Hope to have them back. Yeah, that was fun. That was a fun episode that we did with them. Yeah, yeah. Turn, turn and burn. Remember we all talked about that secret podcast? That's that's the moneymaker right there. The turn and burn podcast. <laughs> so now we're going to hop into soundtrack. We're going to talk about our favorite soundtracks of games we played this year. I think we should go reverse order. So Shelby, can you start us off? Yeah, I'll kick us off. Um, so the, the most impressive soundtrack that I've experienced this year is the game Deathloop. Um, mm. Came out in 2021. Uh, this is a game that you are kind of going through similar stages or levels over and over. And each time you hop into one of the levels, the music is so different based on the area you're in and then the time of day that you really get a vibe check on each one of the days and zones where it's just like, oh man, I can groove to this. But it's not like so over the top that it's taking over the scene. It's just like you find yourself kind of like nodding your head or humming the song along when you when you get out of the game. So Deathloop. For me. It's the same soundtrack every year. It's Octopath Trap. No, I, I do love that soundtrack. But actually, the Ninja Turtle soundtrack, Shredder's Revenge, was killer. It took that 80s cartoon sound and 8-bit chip-tuned it with some real big artists. Like Mega Ran's on there. Mega Ran's a nerdcore hip-hop artist. That's a the nerdy rap scene. But he's great. And uh, he did some... His songs are great. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I could listen to it and be in it puts you in the mood for a fighting game or just like going on a jog. I loved it. Good soundtrack this year for me. Eric, what about you? Pokemon Scarlet. The, um, there's some as, great songs there. Yes. As, as, uh, as you go from zone to zone, uh, the gameplay loop changes. It's great in each zone. Uh, the, the trainer battles, the Are different. battles, uh, they're, they're all good. They're all different. And I, each 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 one is good, and it really culminates with the I, I, I the, the Ace Trainer Tournament. That that game loop, that uh, that battle loop was just was was magnificent, and Dude. it just it was just yeah. a culmination, best for last. But you know, awesome soundtrack. Great it is. Guys. It is, and Toby Fox, who did Undertale's soundtrack that people love, is now like a big part of the Pokemon soundtracks. So they're they're bangers. Good choice, yeah. Phil. What about you? Well, for me, while I didn't have any from this year, I will right. actually do two honorable mentions, which the honorable mentions were are going to be what we were talking about off the podcast, which is 
uh, Fight Night Round 4 had one of the greatest soundtracks of all time uh, for a fight for a sports game. Second, the greatest intro song of any game ever to be written ever was the Final Fantasy VIII um, intro sequence wow. at the beach. So that is my um, that Ooh. is my greatest intro song of all time. That's a good choice. Greatest. And, and do you, I find those, I put them on my playlist. I, I still listen to like old game music. I do it in my classroom a lot because it's, no words so they're always like surprised like chrono cross's soundtrack is also one that i recommend people go listen to well i so back in the day right i used to have a guy back when we were kids in high school there was a guy that would burn cds because he had the two he had the two cd tray and he could burn cds and i begged this guy right i paid i could cutting edge technology right i begged (laughs) this guy to burn me this cd and he finally found it off of some website wherever it was napster or wherever he was limewire wherever he downloaded it from and he found it (laughs) and that stopped me from having to start a new game every single time i wanted to hear the the intro to final fantasy 8 so (laughs) love it love it oh that's epic Speaking of epic, I think that wraps up day one. Yes, it is. Thanks for joining us for day one. Come and check us out. We're doing days two, three, four, and five here in the near future. Have a good night. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, guys.